0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Award winning Fox Sports broadcaster Chris Myers will be another of our Super Bowl 52 guests of the day. He'll drop by in a little bit less than 60 minutes. He's covered a lot of Super Bowls, Olympics, World Series, Masters. He'll be at the Daytona 500 soon. Chris Myers of Fox Sports next hour. More of your calls as well. But joining us now, as promised, from CBS Sports, check out his Bracketology and other updates at that fine website. It's Jerry Palm. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Fine, how are you? I'm doing great. I always love when I can ask you to answer questions that Wolfpack or other fans ask me, and I just turn the the floor over to you. You know their question, Jerry. They say, we have a top four series of wins that are as good as anybody's in America. We beat Arizona and Duke and Clemson and Carolina, yep. and that one was on the road, and yet we're only in Jerry's last four in in the current bracketology. Why is that the case?
1: Well, because... They also lost at home to Greensboro. They lost to Northern Iowa. <clears throat> you know that it's they played a dreadful non-conference schedule, although not anywhere near the worst. Uh, that's going to get looked at this year, but bad enough to get left out. Um, it takes more than some good wins to overcome that. And I mean, all you have to do is look at Syracuse last year. I mean, how many good wins did Syracuse have last year? Right. But they had some bad losses, and they played a bad schedule, and it cost them. So. There's still work to be done for NC State. They, they can't just assume if we play 500 basketball the rest of the way, we'll be fine.
0: As as a general rule of thumb, can you say that you know victories outside the top 100 RPI, you know, you, you basically get no
1: bump for that or very little bump for that? No, I, 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 that's not nothing. It, it can be part of it's part of who you are. Um, but you know, in North Carolina State's case, they've played seven teams that are tier four um, outside their conference. They played two that are tier three, actually four that are tier three in, outside the conference. So that's 11 games in the bottom two tiers of, the, of how the NCAA is defining quality opponents. They lost two of those games. In fact, they lost the only two games that they played in that group that weren't at home. So that's not really, well, actually one of those games was at home. So they lost a the home game too. Uh, and the only one that wasn't at home. So it's, you know, the negatives on, on on the resume are still there. The positives at the moment are overcoming it, but this is a team that can't afford any more negatives.
0: Jerry Palm joining us on the David Glenn Show. CBSSports.com is where you can find his work. On Twitter, he's at JPPalmCBS. The ACC set its own record last year with nine bids to the NCAA tournament, and we know the Big East got even more than that years ago. When you, when you have current projections, for example, the ACC has, I think it was nine in your last one. In your experience, do, do they usually start cannibalizing each other at this point? Yeah.
1: Or, or is yeah. nine
0: I mean, a realistic
1: expectation for the uh, ACC? Or I, I don't think I would be surprised if nine got in. I just think that feels a little high. Um, especially where you've got teams like NC State and Virginia Tech that are close to the cut line. Uh, it doesn't seem realistic. They'll both get in. Uh, Notre Dame has kind of fallen off. They're not actually in the bracket anymore. Um, I don't know what Syracuse is going to end up doing, but they're they're dealing with some injury problems. Uh, so I don't know. I think nine seems like a, a lot. I think the SEC has a better chance of nine, uh, even if seven of them are between seven and 11 seeds, than, uh, than the ACC has of getting nine.
0: We're used to seeing Clemson football with really high numbers next to their names. We're not used to seeing Clemson basketball teams with really high numbers next to their names. Last I saw, you had the Tigers as a two seed. Correct. Some some of your fellow bracketologists have them lower. What's the best way to explain why you see the Tigers? You might have even had them fifth overall, which means what that would be I don't, your first not, two no, seed. Not this week, I, don't. Okay. I don't think I've
1: had them as high as fifth overall. Okay. Um, But they've been relatively consistent on the two. I mean, this is a team that's got a lot of wins. They've got six Tier 1 wins. Now, one of those is at Boston College, and that's not a tournament team, but the other five are all legit tournament teams, and Ohio State was on the road, and that's a good team, and Florida was neutral, and and none of their losses are bad. I mean, Temple, I guess, but uh, Temple's a 500 team that's played a ridiculous schedule. Uh, and beat Auburn and Clemson on back-to-back days in a tournament and, and and yet can't seem to find a way to get much above 500. But, uh, you know, that's, Clemson's resume is pretty good. You know, and they lost Grantham, and you think, all right, well, they're going to fall apart. And they actually looked pretty bad against Virginia, and not all that great winning at Georgia Tech, but then they come back and beat Carolina last night, and, you know, that might give them some confidence, but we'll have to see long-term how they deal with that injury because he was, their second leading scorer about 14 points a game and their leading rebounder at seven. So that, that's a lot of production to have to replace on a team that probably doesn't have the kind of talent that, you know, Duke has, where you just go to another McDonald's All-American or something, it's, uh, it's going to be difficult for them to replace his production long-term. Here
0: in ACC Country, we just saw up close number two Virginia beat number four Duke in a two point game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Do you have both as number one seeds right now? And when you add your eyeball test, do you see two teams that you would bet on being number one seeds when the time comes?
1: Yes, I think that they both will they ultimately end up there. I like Virginia a lot, they play their style very well. Uh, they're, I think, a challenged offensively still some, but when you play defense as good as they do, I mean, think of it like the 85 Bears, yeah. right? The, the 85 uh, Chicago Bears, one of the best defenses in NFL history, had a good offense, not necessarily a great offense, but didn't have to be great, right? And, uh, and we've seen that with other teams, the Ravens with Trent Dilfer. I mean, you know, that, this is the, Virginia is that kind of a team. They're going to they're gonna defend the heck out of you. And it looked for a time in that game like Duke had figured it out. And they, they only scored 22 points in the first half, and they had 22 by the second timeout of the second half. But then Virginia shut them down again. And uh, that's, you know, when you can shut teams down like they do, uh, you're very tough to beat. The game I want to see is Purdue and Virginia. Purdue you can't defend them offense because they got five guys who can beat you and, and Virginia who's got five guys that can stop you.
0: North Carolina has a resume that on the plus side includes nine top 100 victories, which is pretty darn good, three top 25 victories, and yet they now have seven losses and are only 500 in conference play, which rarely happens to Roy Williams in his 30-year career. How low right. in the seeding pecking order have the Tar Heels fallen in your eyes?
1: Well, I had them at the six before last night. Uh, one of their saving graces is that they played a good non-conference schedule. They won at Tennessee. Um, they beat Arkansas, who's you know a middle of the bracket kind of team at least at this point. So you know they beat Michigan uh, at home, and that is a likely tournament team. And they avoided you know the really bad games that NC State did not avoid. But I don't really want to cast aspersions on NC State. You got a new coach, and you know you're you're trying to build, so that's not necessarily a bad thing that they scheduled that way, but it could hurt them come selection time. But North Carolina's strength of schedule, and the fact that they've got a number of good wins that reflect that uh, is keeping them afloat despite the fact that their two worst losses, that the one that just happened at North Carolina State beating them at home and Wofford beating them at home, are going to drag them down a little bit.
0: I only have about a minute for this, but what's your reminder when folks ask, how could Carolina be all the way up at number 11 in the RPI? but all the way down at six or below in the seedings?
1: Because you're, the RPI is not a decisive thing. It, it helps guide the process, but nobody's getting in or left out on RPI alone. Nobody gets seated on RPI alone. The committee never sits there ever and says, North Carolina's number 11, somebody else is number 30. We're right. putting North Carolina ahead of them, and especially January. But even in March, they, they don't do that. They don't use the RPI to make decisions. They use the RPI more for grouping. How did you do against the top 25, yeah. top 50, top 100, that sort of thing.
0: Good stuff. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. Check his Bracketology updates on a regular basis there on Twitter. He's at JPPalmCBS, and especially if you're nice, he might reply to your tweet at him. Jerry, thanks for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. All right, thanks. You got it.